And good afternoon. Good afternoon. It is a Thursday. This is a very exciting time this week. Thank you for joining us right here at ITRNRadio.com. And it is time for T. Todd Simon, the general manager of Legacy. We are closing the gap with Legacy. T. Todd Simon has got a great show for you this afternoon. So get ready. Hold on because it's going to be a great ride. Todd, it's on you. Absolutely. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, beautiful people tapping in with us today. Again, my name is T. Todd Simon, host of Reclaiming the Legacy here with Legacy Home Loans. And guess what, man? Today, this is going to be such a treat. So make sure that you put your seatbelt on because I have none other than a very good friend, small business owner, and just been in business for over a decade doing phenomenal business in the Southeast region. My brother, Andre Booker. How are you today, sir? I'm blessed. I'm blessed, man. It's a privilege to be on, my brother. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And at, before we even dive any deeper, man, I see the purple and gold you got in the background. So, um, you know, you are now a kindred spirits when it comes to that purple and gold, brother. Yes, sir. Legacy colors too, now. You already know. You already know. <laughs> so, so Andre, man, I just want to kind of jump right into it. And of course, towards the tail end, we, we will, we will kind of let our listeners know, um, about the connection with the purple and gold. But first, I want to start in, um, telling us a little bit about Ridge Pest Control and, and your journey, um, to being where you are today. So, uh, can you kind of start in with telling us how long you've been in the business and how you got started? Yes, sir. Um, and my dad been in the pest control business since probably I've been one years old. So, um, had definitely had a head start. Um, that I always did <laughs> always had some type of hope. Um, when he was able to walk. You know, you do what you had to do, but importance of hard work. Um, definitely, um, started really taking it serious as I got, you know, older, became a teenager. Um, I think when I was 15 years old, I got my driver's license and my dad put me in a truck. So I was getting out of school and, you know, going to spray houses and coming to Columbia. I grew up about an hour away from Columbia, a small town, um, Johnson, South Carolina, uh, one red light. Um, but you know, they had to go out to be able to get business and get good business. So, um, that's kind of how it started. Started at a young age and, um, pretty much, uh, worked for a long time. My dad, I think I got to become a married man and had my family. I started, started need to start my own business. So 2012, I kicked that off. Okay. Okay. Great. 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 And, um, you had just a little bit of resistance when you were answering, answering your questions. So it was kind of, uh, you know, kind of giving us a little bit of static and feedback. So, um, I don't know whether you move a little closer to the camera, that might help us out a little bit. But the one thing that I know I heard you say is when you were 15 and you got your driver's license, one of the things that your father did was go ahead and start you down the path of entrepreneurship. And one of the things that we discuss a lot on the, on this platform is the ecosystem that is involved when it comes to things that are mortgage related. So, you know, most of the time we talk about, or when you think about the mortgage industry, you're only thinking loan officer, 
and real estate agent. But as we know, when it comes to circulating that dollar throughout the community, that ecosystem is important. So with having your services in pest control and getting started, I want to applaud you for, for actually being one of the most important pieces in the mortgage process um, that I don't think a lot of people actually understand that when it comes to having uh, somebody that does pest control, that um, also does small, uh, you know, repairs and things of that nature, which we'll, we'll dive into a little bit, that you're just a full service, um, you know, one-stop shop when it comes to those type of things. But what I want to unpack really quick is you talked about your father. Um, can you talk to us about the importance of um, getting into business and having your father guide you? What did that teach you uh, before you got started and went on your own? What were some of the lessons that he instilled in you about being a business owner and also being a black business owner uh, before you got started? Yeah, well, definitely. Um, I have chances but having a head start, you know, a lot of people uh, they always say, "Oh, I have a mother." I started from the ground up. Um, have a head start. Have a person that already had broken barriers, um, in business, color, color, um, color lines. Um, taught me customer service. Um, definitely, mm-hmm. that's the first thing in business is people being, you know, be able to relate to you. Um, having a conversation of even the small business field, a lot of people like to use a small business over a big corporation or a big company. So having a personal relationship is definitely one of the greatest assets of, uh, being a business owner. Um, you, you know, you talk business and sometimes you find where you're relatable at, you know, you got a dog, you got a, a daughter that plays this sport and, you know, that kind of gives you that personal relationship and people tend to, to gravitate to that when it comes in, in business. Um, I always, you know, sat beside my dad in the truck or, you know, he never hit me when it came to business meetings. I've been in a round table, uh, contracts, uh, be, you know, for bid opportunities. And I remember one time someone said, uh, oh, we, you shouldn't have this kid in here. And I was, you know, I was young and I was sitting at the table and my dad said, well, if I leave, he leave, you know, mm-hmm. so. Um, and they said, well, fine. You know, that was one time he, he stood up when he could have said, you know, this is a contract, son, you go out there and sit in the lobby, but he allowed me to be in there and allowed me to learn, you know, how to handle situations and how to stand up for yourself, but still be professional. Love it. I love it. Um, and also, you know, some of those lessons that, that was important, that last statement that you said was understanding that in business, you have to stand up for yourself. Um, how was that translated, that one lesson? Because I really want to unpack that part. How is that one lesson translated to how you're running your business and also how you're dealing with some of your employees um, at this point in business? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, my first uh, contract I bid on in 2012 is when I started my own business. Um, got my own LLC. Um, I got certified through the Minority Certification and the Small Business um, Program here in the state of South Carolina. Um, the first contract I bid on was a, a, a school district and, um, I got to the, the bid and I was the only uh, minority in the room. Um, and, you know, I was the lowest bidder when they read out the, the prices. And, you know, I started seeing the looks and the, you know, the, the rumblings or whatever. So, you know, we, you know, they don't say nothing there, but they get behind. Um, I think the next day I got a phone call and said, uh, well, uh, you know, how many employees you have? How long you been in business? And they really ask a lot of questions that I don't 
can't really say I was 100% prepared for, but, you know, they, they gave me an opportunity. I told them, look, I've been doing this for over, you know, 10, 15 years at this point. Um, I'm really trying to, you know, grow my business. And, you know, y'all give me an opportunity, you know, you won't be disappointed. And that was one of the first contracts I had. And, you know, every bigger contract that I had my eyes set on, the obstacles became greater and greater. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you can't knock the big heavyweight out the first time, but you start out with the, the featherweights and the flyweights, and then you continue to grow, continue right. to get more wisdom, and continue, continue to learn, you know, you learn on the go. And that was one of the, the greatest challenges of kind of, you know, getting getting to a success success level. All right, man. That's that was such a great point. Um when you talked about <clears throat> starting where you are and then scaling to get the bigger the bigger contracts. Um and I know that um with a lot of the minority contracts and things that you started with that it's led to some some really big contracts with uh some major staples here in the southeast region. So you know, I know a lot of times we don't like to pop our own collar and talk about some of the accomplishments that we've that we've had in business, uh, Dre. But I, I would like for you, if you could, please just talk about a few of the contracts that you have right now um, with with the type of major clients that you service in the area in the southeast region. Okay, yeah, um, I've been blessed. I think one of the second or third contracts I got was a contract with University of South Carolina. Um, it was a termite contract for all the historical buildings, uh, mainly on the horseshoe, which everybody is familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I treated every building on the horseshoe of USC. Um, it was about 33 buildings. Um, had my little truck and had one, one guy working with me, man. It was a, I mean, it was a massive project that right. really changed my life. It was a three month job. I mean, with the other little stuff I had going on, I was able to balance. Um, and it really kind of gave me, a good head start on getting, you know, in with USC. And um, right. since then I've picked up the athletic contract where I do um, Williams-Brice Stadium, Colonial Life Arena, um, all the sports-related facilities on campus. Um, after that, I got another contract um, where I do all the housing, which is about 5,400 dorm rooms I'm responsible for um, right. every month. So, you know, we service that. And then that led to uh, Aramark. And Aramark is a food service provider. Uh, for University of South Carolina and a lot of universities um, around the world. Um, they seen, uh, they asked um, about my services with housing. So some of the, most of all the dorms have a cafeteria attached. You know, Bates has yeah. Bates Diner. Um, you know, Russell House is a broader spectrum from all the different uh, dorms to come and eat. So um, they have about 30 restaurants on campus, um, including Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, um, Panera Bread. Um, I got blessed to get a, bid on that contract and didn't bid against anyone. So they wanted my services. They say, look, man, whatever you charge and, uh, we want you, you know, we want you to provide for us. And that led to other opportunities. Um, right now I serve for, serve, service waffle houses, excuse me. Um, I have 27 waffle houses here in the metro area that goes mm-hmm. from Lexington all to Orangeburg, even got one in Santee. Um, I do all five maintenance tech campuses here in Columbia, um, Habitat for Humanity. Um, Hartsfield Housing Authority, just to name a few, but you know, right. then I work for so many wonderful real estate agents, and that's really kind of my love because I get the, you know, people like me, you know, get to be a part of the buying process for people that's buying homes, uh, right. first-time home buyers, uh, investment properties. So a lot of the agents in the Columbia area use me, and I really appreciate all of them. And um, the housing market booming, I'm booming. So it's just right. a blessing, man. <clears throat> that's awesome, man. I, I I have to circle back. 
I have to circle back to the University of South Carolina because, you know, you said that because of the type of work that you did and you started with a skeleton crew, it was you and, and one employee and you guys ran that particular job and that opportunity and you did such an excellent job that it then led to uh, servicing William Bryce Stadium, the Colonial Life Arena, um, all of the dorms and housing with the University of South Carolina. And then that also led to the contract with Aramark, which is the food housing, with the, 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 I guess the food side of uh, all the facilities. But you said something that I want to unpack. You said that when it came time for you to bid for that job, that you didn't have any competition. Is that what I heard you say? No competition. Um, one of the guys who was a coordinator, he took me around to all the locations one day, um, got in the van with him, and we rode to every location. I mean, like I say, they have um, Chick-fil-A. They have, like, three Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And so I went home and ripped my brain. I said, man, I don't want to do it too cheap. I mean, you know, you know, I'm just keeping it all the way 100. They got money. Right. <laughs> I got to get some of them. Right. So um, I came home and I uh I wrote a contract up. Um, he's like, "Hey man, I'm gonna tell you, man. It, it, you know, we want you almost regardless. Just just make the paperwork sound good." So I came home, break my brain, man. I'm, you know, I'm old school, man. And I don't I write everything with a pencil and scribble and scrabble. And so I wrote up a contract and I emailed it to the guy. Um, and uh, he said, "Man, don't sell yourself short." And I'm thinking I'm getting paid. I don't okay. wrote this contract up, man. I'm like, man, look, this, I could pay this bill with that bill. You know, I can, you know, this, this, this finna shake good for me. Right. And, um, he said, I'm gonna tell you what the other guy was charging and you come highly recommend it. So the price that I had that I thought was, would be sufficient. And I'm, you know, I'm happy enough to, you know, be able to buy a few pieces of bacon, you know, a couple, right. couple of biscuits. You know, I'm good with it. Uh, <laughs> That's right. He was like, man, he was like, bro, you, he said, man, you can about charge twice that. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, man, you know, for real, you know, you know, yeah. try, try not to try not to do a backflip, but you know, <laughs> you know, root it up, man, and, and and it became a blessing. Um, like I have, a, I have a master key. I can go anytime, Sundays, middle of the night. I can go and just work, and you know, they they bought into my system, which I'm one of the first to to develop the integrated pest management system, which is also um, called IPM. So it's a log system where. Um, if they have any issues in between my visits, in case mm-hmm. I don't see the same person or in case I get there and everyone's gone, I'm able to come and find a problem that's not immediate. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm able to take care of it. And then once DHEC or any uh, representative want to come and say, hey, we're getting pest control. Um, what is he doing? They're able to see at every location that I have. Um, and this is every, everywhere I do, from Waffle Houses to uh, Midnight State, everywhere I have this system in place. And I'm able to to provide quality service and it's noted. So, um, and, and I think I kind of, kind of skipped over a part that might be real important. Um, I first got the housing contract and I don't really tell the story too much, but, um, I've been on the contract and, and for, I, <laughs> I went to the first meeting. I was the lowest bidder, went right. to the first meeting. And, um, like I say, it's just another opportunity where I was the only minority in the whole room, or, you know, 10 people. Right. And, uh, they threw everything at me. You don't have this, and if you come and people ain't in uniform, and we don't smoke cigarettes on campus, and we we I mean it was a whole bunch of stuff that was from left field, and I left out of that meeting. I got to my truck, man. I probably one of the first times I cried as a grown man in a long time, right. and I was like, I didn't feel wanted. 
Mm. Even with all my resume, even though everything I had been doing, um, I really felt discriminated, like racially discriminated. And right. I called my wife and I'm telling her what's going on. And I ain't gonna lie, I'm crying. And she was like, what happened? What happened? I was like, you know what? I don't even, I don't even want to do it. They don't want me. I don't want them, you know? Right. And so I called a, a procurement. I said, Hey man, just take my name off the, uh, you know, off the bed, man. Give it to the second bill. He's like, Whoa, 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 Mr. Booker, what happened? And, um, I told him what happened and he had them. He said, he's going to make a few phone calls. So he called a few people that was in the meeting because he wasn't there and it ended up, uh, found out it was something kind of personal. And he said, man, I've had this issue before with some minority vendors who, you know, they, they scare him off. He said, man, if this is what you want, you got to fight for it. So this went on for about six weeks. I'm talking about a meeting twice a week to the point mm-hmm. where I had to get a lawyer. I had to get an attorney wow. to threaten to sue. University of South Carolina, um, because all my qualifications were met. Um, right. but they threw a lot of extra stuff to kind of, you know, throw me y'all to like, you need a business plan. We need your financial records, man. I'm killing roaches. Right. Like, <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't about to sweat me about. Right. You're going to make me give you more resume for that. Yeah. Like, you you want to know what kind of money I got in the bank and all this kind of stuff. I'm coming with a uniform on, coming with my trucks wrapped. I'm coming with everything that that required, and I'm, I mind you at this point, I had been, you know, been, been doing press control for, for, for a long time, you know, talking about right. 20 years. So, um, I kept on fighting. Then I remember I sat in with the attorney one time. He said, look, Mr. Book, you do this thing two kind of ways. He said, you can go in and we can sue them and you probably won't ever be able to get a state contract again. Right. He said, oh, right. you can go in here and push your butt and, 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 and make them respect you. And you can continue to grow your business, mm-hmm. you know. So I went with the latter. Um, and that's what opened up the mother doors with Aramark and with, you know, athletics and all that kind of stuff. So I had right. an opportunity, man, to really prove myself. And, 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 you know, I might look back and say, yeah, that, that cheese, I could have been known sitting in Key West, Florida or something, you know, but, you know, I was <laughs> right. able to work, man. And it makes me feel good when I go out there now and the same person that, uh, at that time, didn't want me to have the contract, him and his secretary, both of them has retired. And when right. I say this, the easiest camp that I got, right. that I, I don't go out there about once or twice a month personally, mm-hmm. send a technician out there, they do what they need to do. And it just became a blessing, man, time at the time. And that's why I tell people all the time, man, if it's, if it's easy, I don't want it. That's right. That's right. You know, so that was good. You know, right that, that you know, and, 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 and when you were telling that story, man, first, thank you for being transparent in that. Uh, cause I know sometimes when we're grinding, we don't stop to reflect on how God has had his hand on some of the decisions that we made. And also I, I applaud you for being transparent in that area with saying, Hey, man, look, I was in my truck crying because this thing was breaking yes, me sir. down. And, uh, but, 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 but God, you know, but God sure. and that perseverance piece. Um, and that ties back into Mamba mentality. We're going to, we're going to circle it back around in a little <laughs> bit, but, um, but, but yeah, man. So, you know, with doing that and, and, and persevering and actually keeping, you know, bringing in counsel and doing some of those things that made them know that you were serious about what was going on. Um, that was, that was, that was huge, man, because it's, it, it took one transaction. And then it made it a relationship that then led to other pieces of business. Now, you know, I love that you at the Waffle House. 
And uh, you know, I, I, I love the patty melt with the hash browns, Dre. You you know I'm you know how I do, man. You know, we we southern. So, you know, how did the how did the contract with the Waffle House come about? Because, you know, I mean there's so many here in the in the southeast. So how did that contract come come about with you? Okay, um and it's and, and it's probably one of the the first opportunities I had. Uh, remember I used to work out at this gym, New Life Fitness on St. Andrews. Man, they done tore it down about seven years ago. Um, right. but I used to work out and this guy used to come in and give us Waffle House coupons all the time. And, um, you know, when I first started my business, man, I would advertise like, man, I have flyers everywhere. Like I'm one of them door to door. I mean, now we're in a social media state where you can sit down and get somebody to create your flyer and post it and post it. And, you know, you get business that way. But, you know, I wore t-shirts with my business name on it. So right. one of those guys, he's, um, there's a district manager. At the time, he said, "Hey man, uh, you work for those people," and I said, uh, "I said I am no people," <laughs> you know. Nice. And uh, he was like, man, how, "He said, would you be interested in doing um, some waffle houses?" I said, "Yeah, man, you know, my wife was in the gym working." I said, "Hey, this dude, you know, he he managed a waffle house, man, we might be able to get in." And um, so um, did all the paperwork, um, sent it down to Norcross, Georgia. And like I say, man, it was it was a big hiccup at that time, and um. He did everything to say get started, but get started. Um, okay. so, uh, yeah, I, uh, man, he called me one day. He said, man, I don't know what's wrong with them people, man. They just want to keep what they got. Now, I done got hyped up, bro. Right, right. So right. they didn't sit here and told me, man, you ain't got no, you know, this, I mean, they didn't give me no apparent reason. They just said, look, we just going to stay with what we got. And Waffle House is one of those loyal companies that, 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 um, try to keep what they got. They don't bid on, um, Waffle House is a debt free company. Every right. Waffle House they build, they are not getting no money from the bank. They build it, remodel straight from Waffle House. So I didn't know um, that. Probably I didn't about, know that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're a debt-free company. Um, so about a year ago, I just seen the Facebook memory uh, last week. About a year ago, um, uh, another district manager who I met with at the time, and I'm talking about, I'm going back about eight, nine years ago now. Right. So the price I gave him was, man, it was dirt, man, uh, you know. I just knew I can get. I said, you know what? This is consistent money. A lot right. of times, every contract on a big check is consistent. Mm-hmm. The light bill come every month, then I need a check to come every month. That's right. So That's right. At, at this particular time, uh, same guy called. I said, hey man, y'all done called me a couple of times. Every time somebody called D Hick or Waffle House, they try to call me to bail them out. And I was doing a few, you know, Waffle Houses here and there. And so the guy said, look, man, I'm serious this time, man. Uh, write me up a contract, man, to start you next month. Mm-hmm. So he said, I'm over 27 Waffle Houses. Um, like I say, pretty much everything from that Park Lane Road back to Lexington going toward Orangeburg. So it's 27 in a cluster. Okay. Um, so I wrote the contract okay. up, man. Two weeks later, man, I was rocking, you know, okay. and, uh, had a couple calls since then to expand. Um, he said, man, I got 55 in the Charlotte area. I mean, I, at the time I wasn't ready, you know, I said, man, let me circle back around to that. Let me, let me get the 27 under control. <laughs> um, but it's been a blessing though, like I say relationships and, um, I came in in two months, man, and all the Waffle Houses, man, they were, you know, they was wiped out. Not saying they had crazy bus, but when you go from having a little issue to none, that is really, you know, important, especially in the food industry. Um, you got people, man, the first thing they come in to eat, they see a bug, they got their cell phone out. So, um, having that kind of pressure, man, is definitely, you know, a weight off their shoulder, man, if you got somebody that can come in. So, um, the guy said, Hey man, dream big. He said, I had a guy that was doing my pressure washer and man, now he do every waffle house in the state of South Carolina. Okay. So, I mean, it's definitely always room to grow. Um, and you know, I never try to take off more than, you know, than I can handle or bite more than I can chew. So, 
But I'm happy with the 27 right now. That's right. That's right. Well, we're going we're gonna to claim some uh, some more people going to come your way so you can pick up the 55 in Charlotte, brother. Yes, you sir. Know. Let's get it. Right, right. Um, and so definitely to circle back really quick, you talked about, um, and, and this is where the ecosystem ties in, because you said something about a lot of the realtors that you do business with and how they have you go out and when we have uh, certain contracts and things like that, they call you in. And I've done it personally as well on, on some of my contracts. Um, so that's why I, I can vouch for you personally about the type of work that you do. But, you know, how how is that relationship with the realtors in and around not only just here, but also in, in North Carolina and in Georgia over the whole Southeast? How how are those relationships with those with those realtors? How has that helped stabilize your business as you've been able to grow and scale and still try to juggle, you know, some of the larger contracts you got with USC and housing and certain things like that? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, like I said, we had a, a big surge probably about the last, I guess we just think about two years, yeah. but the housing market just, just skyrocket, man. And I mean, um, I've always did termite inspections, but you know, you got one here, one there. Um, but I think just the network of people who referred, I mean, doing a job and the, you representing the buyers, mm-hmm. um, then the seller's agent say, Hey man, this guy came and, and did a great job. And you know, that seller, that seller becomes your, your, your customer. Then, right. then, then that seller becomes a buyer's agent. Then, you know, it's kind of was a domino effect. And I think, man, I think for about a year and a half, I think I did over a hundred inspections a month mm-hmm. for, for a year and a half of, of clients. And, you know, my job as a termite inspector is to come and make sure the house you're buying is, is, is structurally sound. Um, no active termites, no water damage. And then I became, got my contractor, well, my, uh, specialty contractor's license to be able to fix some of the damages um that I would find. I go up in the house and the bathroom has, you know, floor caving in or some issues or um floor joists or subflooring, I'm able to go in and fix that. So instead of them finding somebody and then calling me back, I'm able to be a one stop shop for us a termite. So even if I find termite doing the termite treatment, um mm-hmm. then I'm giving that buyer a five to seven year termite protection bar. So I tell people all the time, your house is the biggest investment you ever buy. That's right. You know, that's, that's where you lay your head at night. That's where you're spending your most money every month. So you definitely want to ha- have that protected. And, um, I'm able to provide that service. So it's awesome. Absolutely, man. And, and definitely want, we're going to continue this conversation. But for some of you guys that may have just joined, the voice that you're hearing is, uh, my brother Andre Booker, CEO of Ridge Pest Control. We're going to make sure that, that at the end you highlight all the places that uh, people can find you on social media and how they can get in contact with you to, uh, to, to have your services in this, in the area. Um, but if you don't know, you're going to know by the end of this, cause this, this brother right here, uh, is a, is a pillar in the community and the conversation that we're having right now is about some of the challenges and things that we face as entrepreneurs, um, as black business owners and how we have to persevere, um, to push to get to that next level. So. Just wanted to make sure that for, for some of our viewers that may have come on um, in the middle, you know, that we they know who you are. Um, and also, I just had a question uh, really quick. Um, are you servicing the West Coast as of yet? And I'm trying to get there, man. I get, if, I get, if I Well, it ain't staples no more. What they call it? Uh, crypto. Right, right. <laughs> crypto contract, I'm gone. I'm setting, <laughs> I'm setting up and packing and be moving, bro. That's right. <laughs> 
Hey, I'm coming with you, bro. If you get if you get yes, that crypto center, come. Hey, I'm coming. I'm coming with you, brother. Hey, uh, I gotta sit. Hey, then give me the car. I gotta sit by Jack, bro. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right next to him, brother. Right next to him. Yes, so, um, <laughs> so really quick, man. I know that um, that we talked about entrepreneurship, right? And we talked about some of the work that you do working with agents, but I know that you also are a homeowner as well. So with being an entrepreneur, can you shed some light on um, the process of becoming a homeowner and also being self-employed? And what did that look like as you went through that process? I probably need to cut the light off, man. It was real shady, bro. <laughs> Got to cut the light off. It was real shady, shaky, all that together. Um, you know, you're an entrepreneur. Um, the first thing um, when you're buying a house, the first thing people want to know is, can you afford this house? Right. Um, you buy a car. The first thing we know is we need to see a check stub. So, uh, early on in, you know, being in business, um, you don't think about the important things as, you know, tax records or keeping all your, 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 you know, your paychecks and receipts and all that kind of stuff enough to show forth. You know, the first thing we, we're scared of is paying taxes. That's right. Um, so, um, you know, here I am in my mind, I want to build a house. You know, my dad was a residential builder. My dad built subdivisions. Um, he built over 25, 30 houses back. And that's where my construction background comes from. Um, my dad always, you know, re- remodeling, adding on rooms and stuff like that. So I always had told my wife, I said, babe, you know, we're going we're gonna to find us some land and we're going to build our own house the way we want to build it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what com- comes with that is you try to tell these people you're going to build a house and you want a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> And you showing X amount of dollars in your taxes, you know, they, they kind of going to laugh you out the, out the room. Right. Um, so right. I had about three of those rooms, three of those banks, um, you know, they told me that I was able to purchase my land, you know, and people would say, you know, oh man, you got the land, you can get a loan, but that, that necessarily wasn't true in my case. Um, so, um, I kind of went the, the, the curveball way, you know, out, um, the USC contract, the one I was talking about earlier, the first one I got, it was a three month job. Right. Um, that kind of gave me a big cushion. I told my wife, I said, you know what? I'm going to start with this money we got and we, we going to start building. You know, I'm not going to take no for an answer. So, um, and I started putting plans together, um, start, you know, getting material lists and all kind of stuff. I said, well, you know what? I can, I can get to a certain point with what we got. And, um, man, I tell you, man, I, I had a probably about, at the time, I had about $80,000 probably saved up. Um, it's been like eight years ago. And, man, that 75000 was gone in two months. And I ain't had no sheetrock in here. I ain't had no windows. I mean, I pretty much got the house framed, shingles on, but, but that was it. And I'm like, man, <laughs> like what that old Chris Rock mean, y'all got any more of them contracts? <laughs> so, <clears throat> so you know, at the time, man, I began to get other contracts, and um, I think I got Lexington Scooters too. I was doing some work for Richardson Scooters so one at a time. I had a couple apartment complexes, uh, Habitat for Man. I mean, man, it seemed like as soon as I ran out of money, God was putting another blessing in my path. And you know, I took a few little breaks, and you know, and I was able to finish my house in like two years. Um, two two years from the time I started. And, you know, when we turned the key and we moved in here, I didn't, you know, I didn't owe anybody. And that, that was the biggest blessing. I mean, to, to move in a house without a mortgage, 
Um, of course, I didn't want it to go that way. I would right. rather had built the house with with somebody else's money and pay them by the month, like you know. But you know, it, it worked out. It was a it was a real struggle to work out, you know, for me. And um, and it's you know, it, it's a blessing, man. I mean, the first of the month is another day for me. Right. So I re- I really you know, really appreciate that 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 struggle I had. Um, so you know, it was it, it was a blessing, man. You know, um. Of course. So what I learned from that is if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in business, um, get, make sure your stuff is lined up because when you go to the, that lender or you go to, uh, to the Morris company, you go see Todd, you gotta have, right. your, you gotta have your paperwork right. You know, t- t- hey, Todd, t- Todd is cooler brother in the world, but he ain't gonna give you no money on the dream. <laughs> You can say that again, brother. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's not giving you no money. He's not giving you two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars on a. I might can pay you back. So, <laughs> pretty much, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a lesson that I, you know, didn't take seriously the early part of 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 my of my business is, you know, having your, you know, your stuff straight because, you know, you know, now, you know, they give you whatever you want now, you know, but you know, at that time, it definitely. Um, you know, was was a hiccup for me, man. But I was I was blessed to kind of you know to come out of it. Absolutely, man. And once again, man, that points back to as a business owner understanding, like you said, now at this point, right, going into it, um, not necessarily having everything together, but now on the backside of that, realizing the importance of filing your taxes the right way, showing your income the right way, so that way it can it can help you leverage and the credit uh, other people's money. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And the credit and, and the credit. Now, that's that's that, that's the piece. A lot of times that we don't think about either is that is, is the money showing on your tax return, schedule C, whatever that is, but also having the credit and the combination of those things can allow you to take things to the next level. So definitely, um, you know, that that was a great point. Um, now, I do want to switch speeds real quick because I heard something earlier when we were talking. It was about somebody named Brady. So can you can you unpack unpack Brady? Is that is that a new addition at your house, brother? Yeah, man. Brady, Brady running around. He run the house, man. He hey, I, first person I see when I wake up almost, and man, you got to make sure you deal with him before you go to sleep. But uh, Brady is uh, is my little five pound dog. Uh, my wife is she's a Tom Brady fan. She a little mad at him. He in Tampa Bay, but you right. know we we still rock with Brady and the Patriots. Um, but yeah, he's you know he's definitely uh fun to have around. Um, my daughter just turned 15. Um, I let her drive today for the first time. Uh, That's we got about know. a, yeah, we got about a quarter mile from the house. She's trying to get a permit. So, you know, she got behind the wheel, man. Uh, you know, I tell you, man, they, they grow fast. Hey, how that feel, brother? How that feel to, to have baby girl behind the wheel, uh, getting ready for this permit? How'd that feel as a father? Man, I don't know. Might fill my pocket. She gonna have need something to drive. <laughs> she gonna need some to drive, man. I need a couple. I need to kill a few more bugs at some point. So, but it, it, it felt good though, man. You know, you know, it's your, you definitely want to provide the best for, for for your child. I mean, she used to ride in a car seat in my truck. You know, when I didn't even have a babysitter, sometimes I had to go look at jobs while she was in the truck with me. So, um, mm-hmm. to be able to provide and, and and grow and have her a part of growing with me. I tell people all the time, man, um, you know, when you have a family, it's a different type of responsibility as an entrepreneur. Um, it's the, it's the kill what you eat mentality. It's the mama mentality. You know, if you don't kill no bugs, you don't spray no houses, you, you don't, you know, 
that might be different between eating a mayonnaise sandwich and a, and a steak. That, that's so, right. That's right. Yeah, you, you know, right. It's, it's, you know, and, 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 and that hunger is what drives, especially a lot of entrepreneurs where, you know, you got to provide, you know, and my wife always been a, you know, always had a job part time, but now she, you know, she does a lot of my, my paperwork. Um, when I get home, my termite letters are all on my desk, ready to be emailed. Um, all I have to do is sign them. Um, so she, she definitely helps out. And, you know, sometimes my daughter, she's the most, uh, I guess computer literate person in the house. Sometimes I need some stuff printed up. Mm-hmm. I draw it on a piece of paper. I say, Can you print this? <laughs> I draw mm-hmm. a piece of paper exactly how I need it. I say, I want it printed just like this. She go right on her iPhone, her iPad and she makes it up and boom, you know, you know, I throw her a nice little piece of change for helping. So she's always, you know, she needs something for H&M. Daddy, you got somebody to type. <laughs> so yeah they she she definitely learned the game man so it's it's fun man that's all right man that's all right that sounds like <clears throat> that sounds like those days when she was in the truck with you that that entrepreneurial spirit might have rubbed off on her a little bit because she's not trying to get anything for free she's like hey uh what can i do to work to get this thing that i want um so i think oh, yeah. that's big as well man especially um you know with both of us being Fathers and husbands, girl, dad, hashtag girl, dad, right? Yes, sir. Um, you know, that work ethic and all of that piece, man. So we, we know, we know that, uh, that hunger is super, super important, man, to driving to make sure that you got some food on the table. Um, so, uh, with, 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 with your baby at this point being 15, I know that she plays some sports as well. So how does that, uh, how does the balance work life balance work, you know, with, with some of the things? that you have to do to support her and her dreams. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, that's to me, the biggest part, part of entrepreneurship. I mean, you talked about this earlier, man, is, is, is having freedom. I know the first thing people always say is, Oh man, I want to be in business. I could work when I want to and make, make my own hours and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. you just don't jump into making your, your own hours. I mean, when you in the type of service industry, um, my dad always say the best ability is availability. So being able to be at places when you need it is the biggest part of having a personal relationship with a small business. But you work to that 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 freedom. I call it mm-hmm. just just total freedom. Um, you know, my daughter she did camps all summer with volleyball. Um, I was able to to take her to camps, and a lot of times my wife would be home, babe. I got, I know you got to work, but man, me being that that father that want to be hands on, I was able to take her to all her camps, pick up from her camps. Um, take it to practice, go do a two inspections, come back, pick up from practice, drop off home, go back to work. Um, I didn't miss no games, no practices all year. That's, that's what I consider success. Um, mm-hmm. being able to be there for your family or be there for your loved ones whenever you can. The worst thing I hate was somebody be like, Oh man, I, I had to work. And, and I mean, it's nothing wrong with it, having to work, mm-hmm. but at mm-hmm. some point you want to do things that, uh, have an importance to your life. That's right. To your lifestyle, that, that means your loved ones, or you know your kids, or you know your, your you know your mama. Whatever you got to do, you know they can make a phone call and you able to pull up. I think that's one of the biggest uh, perks of being you know successful and have your own business. That's it, right? And um, you know I can identify with that as well because you know Imani played ball. She's playing college basketball now. So <clears throat> one of the things as I look back and what was things that was super important for me was making sure that I was at home games and practice or even working the booster club sometimes as a, as a, as a father, you don't normally see the men working in the booster club 
And it, 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 it's important because it, 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 it's like an anchor to everything that's going on in and around your child. Because if they know that you're that hands on, then typically it, it keeps a lot of other mess from coming to your child's way because they know that you're involved and that you're right there sure. as well. So that, that part is big, man. So I applaud you for that. Um, and so, you know, one of the things I want to make sure that we touch on, bro, and we have to because we, we starting to, but I see that purple and gold in the back, man. I don't know anybody else in the world that's as big of a Laker fan and a Kobe Bryant fan, bro, as, as you and I. So, yes, sir. um, yeah, yeah, man. Um, so as we think about, um, his legacy and, you know, we're all the same age. We grew up with him. We graduated from high school with him at the exact same time. And we kind of went on that journey with him. You know, what is that, that hashtag Mamba mentality? How is that correlated to business and, and being a father and, and being a husband? And being uh, super focused in business, how's that Mamba mentality moved over to some of your things as well? Yeah, well, you know, um, the biggest thing for Mamba mentality to me is, is work ethic. Um, man, you know, we watched the videos of Kobe. I mean, everybody see the 81 points. Everybody see, you know, he want to take the big shot. But what puts you in to that point is the preparation. That's right. You know, most people who work hard, you never know what they did behind the scene. You can see people mm-hmm. riding in a nice car, wearing a nice suit. Um, they think, oh man, you know, he worked for stuff. You don't know how much time, how many shots Kobe took. You don't know how many houses I done crawl up under to get to that point. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes, man, it's, it's 25 degrees. I got to put on a jumpsuit. I got to put on knee pads. You got to put the knee pads on when it's cold. Right. <laughs> that ground's real cold, uh, when it's 25 degrees. So, um, you know, a lot of times, man, you, you know, I lay on that ground. I'd be like, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of straight. You know, I really ain't got the, the, you know, this part here ain't really, ain't vital like it used to be. Right. But that mama mentality, man, or that, 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 that work ethic, man, made me crawl for that same hundred dollars like it's, like it's ten thousand dollars, you know. Right. And, and 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 going hard a hundred percent of the time is really how you be great. I mean, no matter who you are, sometimes you get comfortable, sometimes you get complacent, but. Man, that mentality that pushes you to be great when, when, you know, when it's time to be great, that's it, man. I got a poster back here. Uh, matter of fact, let me grab it since you're talking about mama mentality. Yeah, some, yeah, one of my cousins, Keisha, hey. I hope Keisha walking. She sent me this for my birthday and, uh, said mama mentality to constantly try to be the best version of yourself. I love that, brother. And, yeah, man. She's, I, I got a package, man. I was like, man, what, what is this? I opened it up, man. It was that, man, with Kobe Bryant at the bottom, man. So I ain't even hung it on my wall yet, man. But uh, I, I see that every day I come into my man cave. Uh, you know, I got Kobe everywhere uh, right. around here, man. But, uh, like I say, man, Kobe, man, to me, it's like, like I say, he was a big brother. Right. And um, the work ethic um, that you, you put in, you can put it in, the, in all our lives. You know, right. tell my daughter the same thing you play volleyball. I say, don't go out there and play halfway. Go mm-hmm. go 120 percent, right? You know, so um, you know, all us can can apply. All us can't be Kobe Bryant, but we can be the best version of ourselves. You know, that's right, brother. That's right. And that that was a good point. I actually got a shout out. I got my uh, my senior vice president, Mr. Nick Boucher. He's in L.A., so I don't know whether you can see the see the chat, but he he's like, stop playing with me. You know, I'm in L.A. <laughs> Y'all ain't as big of Kobe Bryant fans as me, so we're gonna shout you out, Nick. 
But uh, we know you in L.A. That's almost by default, bro. We, we're across the country, so, you know. <laughs> we we coming to see you, though. We coming to see you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right, man. But but listen, Dre, um, as we start to get ready to land this ship, man, um, and we're talking about over a decade of just hands-on building a business, um, also understanding the importance of networking, um, and building that ecosystem, which is super important when we talk about how the black dollar circulates in and around our community, man. Um, what was some, let's give, give, let's say, let's say what were three points that as you look back over your journey, um, starting with matter of fact, I'm, 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 I'm gonna add one more. Let's do four points. Um, as you start your journey and you look back from being a teenager and a young man working with your father, now going through that transition, starting your own business, getting your own contracts, and now actually setting that example for what your daughter's going to do because I, I, she's going to be great um, as well. So can you give us full points of things that were just takeaways when you think about your journey as a as a black small business owner in the Southeast, brother? Man, I wish I'd have wrote this one down. Um, I, 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 no, that's why I didn't tell you in advance. I didn't want you to. <laughs> This got to come from the heart, bro. Hey, number one, I would say is being consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, be, being consistent with whatever you do, um, you know, your business, whatever goals you have is set. Um, me personally, my consistency is trying to be on time for every appointment. Um, cutting no corners. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to a job, you give everybody the same, same, same service. It's a reason Chick Fil A line all the way wrapped around the building. You can get, right. you can get, you, you, you getting a chicken sandwich, Chick-fil-A sandwich, you getting the nuggets, whatever you getting, it's going to be fresh. Fries going to be hot. And you know, they ain't, they ain't going to mess your order up. Chick-fil-A right. line long and McDonald's line long is two totally different situations. It is. It is. <laughs> you know, over the line long, but they, they two totally, they, they two totally different situations. So, yes, sir. Um, um, yes, sir. Being consistent, giving a consistent product. Um, I always hear people say five guys in the burger, man. They, they, you know, they ain't selling chicken fingers. They ain't selling, uh, 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 steak sandwiches. They selling hamburgers and fries. You know, you're getting, you know, you're getting what you, what you pull up to get. Right. Um, uh, second, I would say, um, uh, perfect your craft. Mm. Um, mm. every year I try to, try to do different things to, 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 to make my, 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 my business better, move more efficiently. Um, uh, I try to match my fresh uniforms. Shout out to Breast Cancer Awareness. I got my pink on today. Um, try to have n- nice uniforms, pull up neat. Um, try to be groomed. You know, when you pull up, somebody's house look like somebody. You know, I, I'm a very strict on the people that I hire. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, everybody got their own swag. Your, your, you know, your, your, your swag can't be, you know, if it ain't Ridge Press Control swag, we, you know, we can't rock. You know, so, uh, try, try to send my people there, you know, especially when you're in a different, different environments, different, different colors, you know, the first thing they, you know, they can, they look down on you and, and compare you to the big companies. Right. But when you, when you pull up with, with an iron shirt and, and your, your hair cut or your, your beard trimmed or, you know, smelling like somebody, you know, you ain't got right. to be YSL, but you got to be clean. That's right. You know, that's right. You pull up, you know, you're able to work. Um, uh, number three, um, I trying to trying to roll it all of it in together. Um, what was the question? Give me give me the question fresh, man, again. No, 
<laughs> Give me the question fresh again, man. I can come, come up with All right. So, uh, so, the, so the question was, when you think about your journey um, and starting with, with, with your father, you know, kind of showing you, showing you ropes early on and that leading to you running your own business and getting different contracts and now also in the process now at being a father and a husband and knowing that your daughter is going to possibly continue in that legacy on and the example that you set by by uh, balancing the life and being able to be there at the times that she needed you. What were four key points um, that were takeaways when you look back over your journey? So the two, just so I can recap, you know, was consistency. And the subset under that was, was being on time, which is important. My wife is always kind of on my head about that part, um, you know, uh, being being on time. And then uh, perfect your craft were the two that you said thus far. And, okay. And really, uh, number three, man. Craft, you, you went a little deeper in talking about the presentation and how, how, how you want your company to be presented and how you present yourself um, as a successful business owner as well. So, you know, uh, I mean, my grandma told me a long time ago, um, you know, you can be broke, but you ain't got to look like it. Come you on, know? somebody. I like that right there, now. You ain't got to look like it. And, and, and. Fake it to your pull. <laughs> it's going to pull the right energy to you because if you get up and you, 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 you trim your beard and you shave your head, you know, both of us, we don't got hair no more. So I don't have to go oh, to the yeah. barbershop, right? But you can, you can take that time and do that and you working and moving in integrity. It's going to pull the right energy to you because you, you, you said to the universe, no matter what it feels like today, my tomorrow is going to be different. You know what I mean? So, um, so those were the two things that you broke out consistency and being, uh, being, uh, perfecting your craft. So we got two more. Okay. Um, I'm, and I'm going to throw this one in there. This might not even be, um, save, save, save your money. You know, yeah, a lot of people, man, yeah. the first, the, the first thing a lot of people do when they're making, you know, two extra nickels, man, they go spend two extra nickels. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you, you're making money. Um, I think when I got that first housing contract that, um, I never, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, didn't expect to get, I was going to walk away from, I said to myself, I said, look, now I'm getting more contracts. I'm making more money. Yeah. Of course you want to upgrade your lifestyle, mm-hmm. but I made it a point. And I done had this contract going on four years that I would save the money from that contract every month. Now this, this is a big boy account. One of the biggest one I ever had, even to this day, mm-hmm. I'm able to take that money and put that money in a separate account every month. So being able to save until it's something you need to do, right. uh, you know, right. being an entrepreneur, making more money and spending more money, you might as well work at McDonald's. That's big, you know, <laughs> if you, if you, if you're going, if you're going, if you're going to do it big, and, and, and you make it a big, you're going to do it big, then you still at ground zero. Mm-hmm. I seen, I seen people who work small jobs, maybe to buy cars, a nice house because they're able to manage and budget. Right. Like, I know right. we talk about entrepreneurship, but this, this budgeting thing, man, especially in our community is really, really, really need to be addressed because, you know, a lot of times we, you know, we, we live in a world where everybody's trying to keep, you know, keep up with social media, keep up with the Joneses. Now the Joneses is Facebook. The Joneses is IG. The, right. the Joneses is TikTok, you know. Right. You know, it ain't, the, it ain't the people that was at the church that were driving the Cadillac that couldn't afford it. You know, right. now, <laughs> now, now you got the people on, on, on IG with the with, with the bags and the red bottoms, and we feel that that is a measure of success because you're spending money. 
Right. Of course, you child, you know I, I'm a I'm a sneaker man, but it, right. I mean it was a time it was a time I couldn't buy Jordans when I felt like it. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. I had to buy termite chemical. I had to put right. gas in my truck, you know. So a lot of times we we, we you know we we'll jump out there, man, and and we're not really uh, preparing or uh, you know having nothing for a rainy day or having nothing to be able to say you know um, okay now now we can do this. You know, now we need to do this. So if I need to invest, you know, I've I've bought you know trucks. I'm on, I think my my fourth or fifth work truck. I'm able to go there now. And okay, well, I want to put this down because I don't want the payment to be but this high because mm-hmm. I done saved to be able to be in that position. So, mm-hmm. um, that, so that was number three. So uh, number four is man, I, uh, I'm just gonna keep this one simple, man. Be a man. There if you go. if you if you if you're a grown man. Be a be a man. Make man decisions. Take take mm-hmm. care of your household. Take care of your kids. You can't okay. take care of none of that and talk about running a business. Correct. It's, you know, a lot of people want that 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 flamboyant lifestyle. They want to go to Miami, sit on the yacht. They want to, you know, they want to go to you know to the to to the to the football game, the basketball game, and not taking care of your household. You know, right. I don't do nothing unless I take care of home first. That's good. My daughter got joy. My, my, my mama got, my, my, my wife got something. My mama, everybody taking care of before I go do something stupid. And you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily saying stupid, but being a man come with man responsibility. So that's kind of mm-hmm. like my, my biggest thing, man. I was raised by a man's man. Like my right. dad was, my dad was a grown man. Dad passed right. the church. Dad built houses. My dad, uh, did pest control. Uh, my dad cut his own grass. You know, my dad changed his own oil. Like mm-hmm. the OG, right? You know, right. I went and got my oil changed in my work truck yesterday. I I'm not putting no truck on the ramps no more. Right, right. <laughs> but I'm going to get it taken care of though. But I mm-hmm. I was raised like that, man. And some of those values, man. Um, I really really appreciate that growing up, man. I talk to my dad every day. We talk three times a day. He's still killing bulls too. Right. So you know he right. you know I I can't slow down because he ain't slowing down. Right, right. That's the example. Man, so that last one was a mic drop, man. But I, I just need to make sure that I recap before I before we open it up for some questions, man. Um, and you're right, you're right, Miss Collette. Values summed all up. Values, value system. But I need to unpack it for people that didn't quite catch all four. Number one was consistency. Number two was perfect your craft. Number three was save money. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you can keep. Fourth is be a man and handle your responsibilities because there are things that you're responsible for. And until that stuff is under control, you can't do other stuff that is, uh, let's say, until you got your needs and everything met, then you can't, you don't run out and go do the things that you want without having your needs met. So, yes, man, I want to stop really quick and just, um, Ms. Collette, I want to make sure I can open it up to anybody that may have any questions, any comments. Um, for Brother Andre, CEO, CEO of Ridge Pest Control uh, here over the Southeast region. So I'll open it up to any questions if anybody has any. Absolutely, absolutely. And folks, if you do have any questions, you can put them in the chat. You can also open your mic and feel free to talk to T. Todd Simon, the general manager here at Legacy, or Andre Booker. And if you'd like to leave a question, a comment, you can do so by dialing 682-710-1101. That's 682-710-1101. If anyone has any questions now, please feel free. 
And Todd, I really want to say this young man, Mr. Booker, outstanding, outstanding. And once again, you've done it so well, outstanding. These are the things that people really need to hear about, know about, and understand that most people have the opportunity to go the distance. And Mm -hmm. Andre Booker has demonstrated, he has talked about how he's been able to go the distance. Even in light of adversities, in the face of adversity, he's been able to overcome and to persevere. That's what's really important. You can't turn away. You cannot turn away because the fight is not yours. That's right. The fight is not yours. You're going to keep going. You persevere. You've got to persevere. Okay. We've got a question over here. Raymond. Uh, Hello. I just say, uh, Greetings to the host. I say, hey, to Todd, and hey, to Andre. I'm Raymond Pinkney. I know both these guys, and um, I'm just delighted. I have truly, I always enjoy um, Andre every time I get a chance to hear him speak, and I just wanted to be here, be a part of it. And, you know, I'm about 10, 15 years older than Andre, but he has been a shining light in, in my life and um, done work for us with the young people at the church, and I just want to encourage him. And you too, Todd. I'm I'm so proud of you guys, what y'all are doing, even in the community. And this is what we need to see as a people. This is what our people need to see. But 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 sometimes we have to push it and support it to get it out there. And that's just wanted to say good job, Andre. Um yes, brother, I think I don't know what your next uh calling gonna be. You might be standing behind something with a microphone. Because you're doing an outstanding job, brother. And I appreciate you. And again, I appreciate you, Todd, for even putting this format on. And you guys be encouraged and hang in there and keep doing what you're doing. I'm, uh, thank you again for the space. And much love, bro. That's right. That's my, that's my big yeah. bro right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all right there. So we, we appreciate you, Raymond. We, we definitely appreciate you. Very good. Very Any good. Any other questions for us, guys? No more okay. questions. And remember, you can leave your comments and or your questions at 682-710-1101. And Legacy will be back with us next Thursday. So if you're not able to get your question or comment in on this show, don't go away. Stick and stay, as Kenny Hendricks says, because they will be back. Mercedes has a question. Okay. Hi. Um my question is for Andre Booker. Um, for someone just starting out as far as home ownership, would you recommend that they um, build a house or get one that's already built? Um, that's that's kind of really on your preference. I mean, um, building a house, especially in, in you know 2022, I mean, it really it, it's a lot. I mean, with the shortage and, and you know demand of of products. Um, I know a buddy of mine was building a house, man. He said he had to wait two and a half months just on windows. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you, you, if you in it for the long haul or, you know, you want to get what you want. I mean, with me doing the inspection that I do, I see a lot of homes, man, with nice layouts. Um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, with, you know, the market slowing down just a little bit, you're able to probably can find kind of everything you want. I mean, uh, I know with, with building a house, man, you know, it's always location. Uh, heard a person say, man, they don't make land no more. 
<laughs> so you, you're saying you're going to just find a piece of land and build. Um, if you're doing that route, man, it's probably a little tougher than it used to be. Um, but I mean, it's, that's all on preference. I wouldn't say, you know, you know, yay and nay either way. I mean, if I had to, you know, the pick. Thank you. Thank you for your question. Well, thank you very much, everyone. And if you have any questions or comments, and if you'd like to get in touch with anyone here at Intentional Talk Radio Network, please go to itrnradio.com. And Todd, it's your show. I'm going to give you the last second. So go right ahead. All right. So thank you guys again for tuning in to another installment of Reclaiming the Legacy and Closing the Gap with Legacy Home Loans. I want to thank our special guest today, Mr. Andre Booker, the CEO of Ridge Pest Control. Um, Andre, please, if you could tell the people where they can find you on social media and the number they can get in touch with you as we sign out. I want to make sure that last word comes from you as I said, as I guess. All right, man. Like I said, Todd, I want to tell you, I really appreciate this, uh, this little space. Um, like I said, man, I've known you for a while. I really respect your hustle, respect your craft. Um, it's good to have a brother you can look up to and, 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 and look beside at the same time, man, knowing that, you know, working hard and, uh, pro- pro- providing for the community, providing, you know, leadership, man. So I really respect that. Um, my name right up to the bottom, Andre Booker's Facebook. Um, if you follow me on Facebook, I'm, I take my phone in the houses. I do inspections. I show you some, some cool stuff, some weird stuff. Um, while working sometimes, uh, been a little slack on that lately, but, um, phone number is 803-480-4921. Um, Ridge Pest Control LLC. So if you're buying a house, tell them I want Andre Booker Ridge Pest Control to do my termite inspection. Make sure you ain't got no termites. Make sure you ain't got no damage. Make sure ain't no leaks bust up under your house. Make sure you ain't about to buy no house that's going to fall apart with the first hurricane to come through. So oh, that's what I'm in. All that time, we got you. That's right, brother. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Andre Booker. And thank you so much once again, Todd. An excellent, excellent show. Excellent, excellent value information. Thank you so much, Andre Booker. And this is the Intentional Talk Radio Network. And you have been listening to T. Todd Simon, the General Manager for Legacy Home Mortgage, the Southeast region. Thank you. Join us next week for Legacy Closing the Gap. This is the Legacy Series. We'll talk with you soon. This is Intentional Talk Radio Network. Have a good evening. Take care. See you on Sunday. Good evening.